Hello, everybody. Jaime Landeros with the Cantina MX Podcast. We got a lot of stuff to cover. We finally got a return date for Liga MX and some other ramblings and goings. And let's not waste any time. Let me introduce the cast today. Everybody, say hello to Joel and Alberto. How we doing? We have a date of return, July 23rd. Liga Amekis is finally, finally returning. How do we feel about this, boys? I'm pretty happy. I'm a little, <laughs> he's happy and I'm a bit confused because I don't, I don't know where, where Chivas is going to... Are they back on Chivas TV? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I have you know? no... It says, it says Izzy. It's an easy transmission. What? What? Ify? Izzy. I-Z-Z-I. What does that mean? I don't... What kind of slang is this, Chiquis? I don't... All right, let me let me look it up, dude. Wait, what's going on? I don't on? know what it is. Okay, so on the Liga MX website... Oh. On the, on the lineups, it shows the transmission for each game. Oh. Like the Fox Sports. For the Chivas Leon game on the 25th, it says Izzy. Oh, but who's who's so, the home team? Chivas. Uh, Chivas. Oh, man. Before we uh, that so... might be Max, so that might be some some obscure channel you get in Max. Before we but, go uh, any further, uh, the official name of of this tournament is going to be Guardianes Twenty Twenty. The president Eric Bonilla, who had COVID, said. Liga Amekis recognizes everyone in the health sector in our country and on the other side of the border. They have faced the COVID pandemic with professionalism, bravery, and responsibility. So they're dedicating this tournament to to all those. How cute. To the, <laughs> to the first responders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's cool, I guess. I don't really... Yeah, I was really confused when I saw the name because when I, when I when I thought of Guardianes, I don't know if you remember Man on Fire when he takes that guy, the kidnapper guy, to like a hill. Oh, the Denzel Washington yeah. movie. He's got him. Yeah, Denzel Washington takes him over there and he's like burnt, cutting off his fingers and burning the ends. And he says, "Just Guardianes." <laughs> he's part. The Guardianes was like a group of uh, kidnappers and estafadores and all that stuff. So that's oh. what I was thinking of when I saw this Guardianes 2020. I was like, oh, those Guardianes. Because, <laughs> you know, Denzel was speaking, movie, the, the way. He was speaking the Spanish, but the guy was like, man, you're not, you're not saying it right. Those Guardianes, he was telling him. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. So uh, I'm looking at the calendar, and it's available for everybody. Uh, if you go to Liga Mekis, uh, what is it? LigaMekis.net. They have the the, the official schedule, so the the game the first game will be on the twenty third of July, which is what about nine days from now, and it it's gonna it go through November ninth. Uh, then reclasificación is gonna be twenty one to twenty two of November, because remember now there's twelve teams that are gonna qualify for Liguilla. 12 out of 18, go figure. Then we're going to have the quarterfinals uh, 25th to the 29th of November, semis in December from the 2nd to the 6th, and then the final will be on the 10th 
and the 13th unless uh, the finalist will be participating in the uh, Club World Cup. They'll postpone it until the 23rd and 27th of December. Uh, so those are your I, dates. I thought Club World Cup was suspended until 2021 because they're, um, they're going to do a new format. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, they put this in the PDF, so it's pretty official. And and then, with, okay, so the reclassification, that's that's the 12th to 8th teams? Uh, I actually, so I know that the top four teams get like a bye week, and then the remaining teams will have the, uh, oh, the remaining. yeah, the re- repechaje. Yeah. So, All right, we'll so, see. That has the potential to be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly, man. Uh, I, I had totally forgotten about that. And then, uh, again, no consequences for the shittiest team. They're going to have no descenso this year. Um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm just glad that we're finally getting it back. I don't know if you guys have been watching the Copa por México, but we, we uh, you know, it, it's been a while since we since we saw some football and it, and it was really nice to just see some action. Um, and uh, yeah, it's finally happening. I'm I'm sure Cruzazul will be a little bit salty about their run being cut off, but as 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 we've seen in the Copa por México, they actually won all three games and they're in the semifinal uh, against you know, against Tigres. But they do have a really good coach. Who's their coach? Uh, it's the guy they won with Santos, Uruguayo, man. Sivoldi. Yes, Robert Dante Sivoldi, and he, he um, so he took over Santos and he made him champions, and then they booted him because um, locker room problems, but that run was very telling, because he pretty much outcoached everyone. Like they they didn't just win. You could tell you could tell that, you know, the coaching was like on point, and so it, it was very, you know, surprising to see like like the guy had done so good, and then right right away the second season he's getting booted, and so so then he ends up at Veracruz, which I, it just seemed weird, you know, um, and as we know, like all the all the stuff that was going on in Veracruz. With with um, just the players not getting paid, and all the problems, and so that was a disaster for him. You know, it he looked so bad that that's the image people had of him because he was still a new coach, and um, so and just the way he arrived to Cruz Azul under the whole Pelayas scandal. Uh, well, actually, not Pelayas scandal, but uh. What is it, Victor Garces, who just came in and, and kicked him out and punked Billy and did all this stuff. So he just, he looked, you know, who is this dude? People forgot, man. It shows, kind of shows the short-term memory uh, a lot of fans we tend to have. And, uh, yeah, no, he's, he did really good at Cruz Azul, man. I mean, he's, I mean, he's been doing really good. Especially with with how the team's been managed, you know, with um, the back back room and and then the whole 
thing we were hearing about not so long ago about they might get booted out because, um, you know, the guy's been crooked, the Alvarez family. Which we still didn't get in a, I didn't get a resolution on that. But uh, are you telling me, Joel, that Cruz Azul está la buena? <laughs> I think, no, I do, I do think that they are definitely, um, they will be one of the, one of the favorites. One of the contenders? Do, yeah, if you have to pick four. Oh, okay. Obviously, they're, they're there. Wow. They're, they're, they're one of them. Who's no, who, who, who else is in your list then? Like off the top of your head, I think I think it's safe to say Tigres in America, and uh, and then it's a coin toss with a bunch of other teams, because you have like uh. um, you have Monterrey, which is like you don't know what's going on there. The, another good coach with um, Turk, who finally um, you know he managed to win with them, but then the following season. That team just shit the bed, you know. Uh, it was just they a had, whole disaster. I want to say uh, they had zero victories in the uh, man zero. That's hard to believe. Yeah, and they're they're, you know, but it's a stacked team with a. He's still a good coach, you know. That's the whole thing with with Liga MX because it's such a that makes it also hard to predict because it's it's not a full season. It's it's half a season we're predicting. And then it's not only half a season, um, then you have playoffs mm-hmm. where it's like one bad game and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, a mistake or whatever, then that's it. It, it costs you. Yeah. It's, so it's, yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be, again, 12 out of the uh, 18 teams are going to qualify for repechaje. And then um, it's a one game. It's it's literally just one leg at, at the uh the team with the better ranking, they're gonna host the game, so it's it's gonna be cutthroat, man. And and uh, you know you might see a team that squeezes in, catches you know lightning in a bottle, and and then they end up winning the whole thing. I mean we've seen that happen time and time again. The eighth seed, the tenth seed, we've seen them come yeah. out champs. And and Cruz Azul, if there's one one thing about them is they're very consistent in the season. In fact, I want to say like. If you look at the last ten years, they probably been the if they would have gone on points, they probably would have been the team with the most titles because they're that consistent in regular season. But when it yeah. comes to Liguilla, they're really good at losing and choking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that the test on uh, uh, tomorrow actually will be we'll see because again Cruz Azul uh, this little mini tournament that they're doing Copa por México. They won all three games, and they played America, Pumas, and Toluca. And uh, they're going to play Tigres in the semis. So this is a little preview of can they handle the pressure, can, or are they going to get knocked out like they always do? Yeah. No, I, I think they showed it already with um, when Pelaez was there. And you saw it in their matchup. Their, their main thing was against America. And, and they, you know, because that's where they would, choked the hardest but they they did pretty they did well and i believe they finally beat them with with um yeah they with Tivoldi. they spanked um, them uh 4-1 yeah that was that's that's been one of their, their cocos you know their boogeymen don't, don't don't go and jinx them though man because if i I'm recall not... <laughs> you you and you and ron used to talk about uh 
I think back in the day when uh, Elias was with them, how they were going to improve and everything, and they did a little bit, but then oh yeah, it, no, things, it was it was not Ron, like it was John, no. it was John. Or, and then and then and then Paul came along, and Paul yeah. was the big guy, and he sort of like fizzled. He didn't you know do too much. He was sort of impressive, but. Uh, you can never no, trust well, he, he got he got injured. He got injured, so he he missed. And then the new coach came, and then I don't know because that's a big reason why Pelayos was booted because he wasn't working with with some of the um, promoters that Cruz Azul, you know, they go through. So I think that's that's a big reason why Paul. But then Boca was like, "Hey, we'll take him." You know, Boca Junior. Yeah. So I mean, you don't. They they won't take just any player back, man. Uh, they they do their homework well. And I don't know what happened with that guy. Um, I don't know what happened, but to me, he was he was gonna be one of the breakout stars. But you know, he got caught up in all that stuff. I don't I don't know if he's still with the team or if he went back to Argentina. I guess we could check later. Really quickly, Luis in the yeah. comments, shout out to Luis, said, I uh, can't blame Turco for his team quitting because of scheduling for the Club World Cup while Beckham was breaking FIFA rules, tampering with Pizarro. Thank you, Luis. I forgot about the whole clubs. Oh, um, Pizarro scored? Just now? Yeah, he just scored with uh, oh. Miami against... Oh. Uh, Philadelphia. I forgot there was that Mickey Mouse tournament going on right now. (laughs) (laughs) Their World Cup kind of tournament. Uh, What were we gonna say, Joel? Oh, that that uh, yeah, I've forgotten about about Monterrey going to the clubs, to the clubs World Cup. I don't think the whole Pizarro thing, like like because that's that's a thing with a lot of professionals and a lot of players that. You know that he's not like, like it's not gonna hurt them the way it hurt Chivas. Uh, losing Pizarro is not gonna hurt Monterrey, you know, just because they're so stacked. So I, I think, uh, yeah. You know who the team was? Turco even using them? Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't even. Yeah, I think he was. But you know, a team that's not stacked anymore—they just lost one of the greatest players. Uh, Tigres, so they lost uh, Jurgen Dam. Oh so they're man, gonna be, they're gonna be they're gonna be handicapped for this uh, upcoming matchup. In Where are they gonna get their uh, their terrible centers from? Their crosses from now? Yeah, they had a dude. Was it in Toluca? It was doing good I, I, in one of the teams, and they they got so many players loaned out. Tigres became America. That used to be America. They used to have so many players spread out throughout the league. Like they would have up to thirty foreigners, you know, just in teams. Even even some of them on loan to some random ass South American teams, and that's right now that's Tigres. They and I think and this is this I was hearing about this news a while back because they got rid of the president, and I think that was one of the reasons that he was going a bit too crazy with the whole transfer thing. Uh, and I think they brought back Elinge Rodriguez. Uh, he's like old man. He's like ancient dude. I thought he had retired. But um, yeah, Tigres got cause just too many, man. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and when you have them on loan, a lot of times uh, you're still paying some sort of wages, you know? Like you'll pay like a, still a percentage. Yeah. Sort are, of like yeah. America's paying for uh, your favorite Oribe. Uh, the... <laughs> yeah, Oribe Peralta, holy smokes, man. That guy is just... Chivas might as well line up with 10 players on the pitch because he's just worthless. Uh, I saw Chivas, uh, Luis Fernando Tena is doing this thing where he starts one team on the fir- on the 45 minutes, and then because there are no limitations on subs, he's fielding a completely different side uh, in the second half. And La Chofis came in, or La Chonquis right now, he came in <laughs> and immediately gave one of the nicest passes of the second half and Perata, he just, he didn't, he just, he just screwed up, man. He didn't know what the hell to do. And, and, uh, it was just a wasted opportunity, a wasted moment of brilliance. Um, and, uh, Chivas are actually going to face against America in the semifinals on Thursday. So this is going to be a nice little, nice little game, you know, and, uh, you know, what they say about these, about these is, uh, I don't care what what this is. This is this is definitely not a friendly. There's always emotions run high in these Chivas America games, even if it's just for for a little tournament that doesn't have any significance. Well, I would I would sort of speak for our Americanista panelist who's not here, Ron. He didn't seem to be stabbing the wall with any uh, any silverware <laughs> after their uh, after America's four one lo- or was it four one. 4-1 loss to... 4-1, spanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Pumas lost 4-1 also, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he's... He's he's traumatized by the Prode. I don't think he really cares if America loses this uh, this match. But, yeah, like you said, I think deep in the heart of every Chivista and Americanista, they're, they're going to be wanting the victory. Well, I mean... But anytime see, they play. We, we should also take into consideration that this tournament is pretty much preseason for the teams because they yeah. didn't get to talk. Uh, to Raul's 27, but he did it in half the amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Come on. You're not, the, that's a thing that's. So it's legit. I'm going to agree. Here, here's the thing. Like I, I actually saw the game and like, I hate myself for seeing the game cause I don't respect the MLS, but it, the defense is, is a shit show. Like defense in the MLS is just is it's a nightmare. So this is gonna be goals galore for Javier. He finally got one off his chest, but I got like straight up nightmare flashbacks when he missed that penalty. I immediately thought of the penalty that he missed under Louis Van Gaal. It was Champions League qualifiers against Brugge and Chicharito got in and he was trying to prove himself to the new coach because the new coach didn't rate him. <laughs> And he fucking missed it. And I immediately went back to that moment because it was like watching deja vu. And, and you could tell it's like, man, they're already and they're, I, they're already criticizing you because you, you left Europe with your tail between your legs. And you and you, then you said that you weren't retiring or this was the first step of retirement. And then he had to defend himself. And then now you miss a penalty, bro. Oh, my God, dude. It was yeah. like you cannot make this up, man. It's It's just... I, Classic. I think miss, if, if I remember right, because because now I'm I'm older now and my my memory plays tricks on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I remember because I know Bengal didn't want him, but his teammates wanted him, and I think the teammates yeah. pressured him to give him a, a 
a chance and he, yeah, he did that. And I remember um, there was a picture or like the video going in when God was doing like the face palm. And you could see in Chicharro's face was like, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Germany now. Um, or wherever is he left? It was a. Wait, he went on loan to Madrid, no? Uh, no, After no, no. That, so uh, it was Moyes. Remember, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson no, he... re- retired, and then Moyes took over. And Moyes didn't rate him. He had a, he was like sent back to the bench. So then he got loaned out to Real Madrid, and then he came back from Madrid, and Luis Vingal was the coach, and ah. and uh, they decided to sell him. Um. To, That's when he left to Leverkusen. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that. Okay. See, there you go. Yeah. Uh, the thumbnail of this of this podcast today is is actually that reaction of of Van Gaal. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and <laughs> and gigs and it was just like, damn, man. <laughs> like, um. I, you know, I agree with what you said though that he was just feeling that pressure, like that whole. Because I mean, there's high expectations. Oh yeah. And. He's novella, man. You're a DP. You're a designated <laughs> he's, player. He's, You're... he's no, yeah, but they're expecting him to just be this goal machine, and he's not at that level of Carlos Vela, you know. Ah, uh, and well, he's gonna, and he's gonna be dependent on the quality of service he gets or opportunities created by his teammates. I, I have to and, say this. I love that you brought up Vela because I was gonna bring that up. So Vela controversially opted out of going to Orlando because his wife's pregnant and here's Chicharito who has the same situation. He, his wife's pregnant too. He decides to play and he had a few things to say about that. He said, uh, we have a good relationship. It's not like I made the correct decision and he didn't. There's no better decision. We need to be very respectful. Only we know what's going on in our families and lives. And then he follows up with, I've known Carlos for a lot of years. I've been in contact with during the pandemic. Both decisions are respectable. One is not better than the other. I'm happy that he's made the best decision for his family. I want to make that clear because, you know, everyone's going to start shit with them. Did I, did I lose you guys? <laughs> I, no, I, I, I have cut off. Oh no I no no! You just cut out. No no no! I just no. I just want to know what you guys thought about about that. No, and you know, because we mentioned it. Uh, well, you mentioned it. He had just signed with uh with uh, what is it, Herbalife? And because you know, you said what would he do the same thing? And I said not with uh, that, not with his point. new sponsorship. You know, they they're not, he's not gonna. So he's um, being but, he's being pressured. He's he's got the pressure to. No, to that's not to, pressure. You, to you sell. That's what you signed got, for, man. He's got his obligations. Yeah, his obligations. He's got he's got to go door to door. He's got to he's got to do a quota of door to door. He's got to do like fifteen doors a day or something. Is that the quota? <laughs> Pretty much, man. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's it's. I think you know, and, and I I know uh, I was saying now he's. He's very professional, and I, I think he might he might be a bit a bit overweight. I'm gonna say that's his dad bod. <laughs> but I think once the season starts, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be on on tip top shape. Um, I, I do think that. This, I think he's just he pays too much attention to what's being said. I think he needs to be more like Vela in that regards of like 
Zero Fs given, man. You know? Yeah, that's, what, that's what I was about to say. Carlos Vela doesn't care, man. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> he, doesn't even, he, shows... he doesn't even care about this sport, dude. And <laughs> just the talent... This, uh, like, you know, a guy who don't he's... care, and he can just, like, score on you with, with ease at any... Vela's like Little John when, when, when they're talking about him. He's like, huh? What? <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know what this reminds me of, and I've used this reference many, many times. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, and uh, you know the guy, the mathematician. He's like, man, like you could do so much. You are so talented. And then <laughs> the guy's like, the guy's like, like, like I don't know, jerking well, off to his freaking homework. He's like, I can't believe you did this. And, and he he just takes the paper and he lights it on fire. He's like, do you know how fucking this easy this is to me? This is this yeah. is this is a joke. I, I could do this in my sleep. Like that's the way I see Carlos Vela. He just he knows he's so good. He doesn't give a fuck. He just like if I want to score, I'll score. Like it's really not that big a deal for me. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But I think that's why that's why he's he's able to do what he's doing. And I I think uh, Chicharro because I do think Chicharro constantly trying to prove himself. Yeah. And I think he shouldn't. He shouldn't no more. He doesn't have to, man. He did records that I know people will talk shit about. Like his goal scoring record and that it's Moleros and whatnot, and yeah, it could be true or or there's validity in that, but not just anyone can do that. You know, if it was as easy as yeah, we make it we make it seem to be, they would that record would be changing hands like 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 that title belt. Remember that twenty four seven championship? <laughs> <laughs> the three. It was, was kind of dumb. It'll be like some dude sleeping, and then some guy will come and pin him and take the belt. <laughs> that, that, that's he's that, self con- he's self conscious, dude. He, uh, yeah. Okay, so check this. This goes along. This goes perfectly along with what you're saying about Chicharito's personality. When I was saying in his debut with uh, the Galaxy versus Houston, he was complaining and frustrated with his teammates for not giving him the passes. So, like, if you're if you're not getting passes, or if you're not doing well, and you're not scoring goals. You can't make it seem and you can't make everyone think that it's your fault, that you're not scoring the goals. You have to blame it on someone else. So that way you can set, you can state that you're still on that higher level and everyone else is not coming up to your level. And you need to prove it by acting out, by blaming others. And so that's what I saw he was doing. And that sort of goes along to what you were saying, Hulev, that he's got to, uh, you know, he's, he, think, he's, he, he cares too much about what other people think. And yeah, he has to prove and we're, you know, I think, and, and I'm gonna say this: I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna get on the chicharron bandwagon. I think him, I think him, like blaming his teammates is more to do with his frustration. Because every time, I don't know if you've seen like a lot of the old interviews when if he would score like a hat trick or a doblet or whatever, and he would always credit his teammates. Yeah, he would always, uh, yes, he would always, yeah. he would always like, give them the shout out, always. Yeah, and, and, and so I, I do think that he's a team player, I think, but I do think it's been some of that pressure. Uh, but, I mean, and, and I don't think he played, but Jonah is in the team with him, and uh, I think he got injured or something like that. I totally forgot I mean, Jonathan you're, you're was our, playing for LA Galaxy, man. I hella forgot, man. He's guru, man. I've been too busy uh, watching his uh I, I sorry when when I think of Jonathan <laughs> when I think of Jonathan I just think of that one time he got super drunk on IG and posted a bunch of nudes of his girlfriend. 
They look like Kylie Jenner. Oh my god. He's, he's getting high fives from the Mexican community. <laughs> and it's like, that's not her though. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I do think it's interesting though that like he like again, he just goes to show how completely different Vela and, and Chicharro are is like Vela doesn't want to play and Chicharro's like willing to prove himself. Uh, in a tournament that might not mean anything, but I you know I don't know. I I think it's kind of crazy. I was I was watching uh, Serie A on Saturday or Sunday, and I saw Slatan, and he's playing at Milan. Man, he's thirty eight years old, and he's he's back he in Europe. On CR seven, right? And uh, yeah, he beat. I think I don't know if they beat him or they tied, but um, I mean, it just goes to show how. Like Slatan was just like playing in like a little little kids league. I'm, I'm sure he must have felt that way. And he's you know he said comments about how like the league is just it's not there yet, you know. And I mean the fact that at 38 years old he was still able to get uh, attraction in Europe is is pretty impressive. It just goes to show how how skilled and and competitor com- com- how much of a competitor he is. And uh, oh yeah, but his his talent though he's. You know, he's been he's been like top ten for a long time. Yeah. It's just insane just how much talent he has. And, uh but I believe they beat Juventus and it was like like their first loss in like twenty something games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um I mean I could see Vela just retiring at LAFC. I, I think that he, he could see himself just staying in, in LA for a long time and I don't think this is going to be Chicharito's last stop. I think he might have a season or two at Galaxy, and who knows? He might. I've always had the illusion that he would return to Chivas uh, and retire here, but who knows? Not, not Tigres. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he wouldn't. Not Tigres or Monterrey. Um, yeah. No. Martin had a good. I... No, go ahead, man. Good. No, no, you go. You go first. I was just going to say real quick on the Chicharito uh, talk. Uh, Martin had a good thread, I think, this morning on uh, on Chicharito and just sort of he he, he says he's a uh, he's a polar he's like the most polarizing Mexican player that's been around for a while. That's why he gets all this attention, he gets all this hate. Um, but he also does mention. I think you guys were talking about Slatan. Uh, uh, like Slatan yes. is just like the king of MLS, and sometimes people hate on him because Slatan is, you know, so arrogant. Um, but I like how Martin sort of says that he was right um, for the for the moment. MLS is just, you know, just a little bit behind. They got a lot to work on. Um, but uh, but you know, I like how he admits Slatan is is right in his arrogance, and I guess he's made some comments about, uh, you know, sort of belittling MLS. Uh, but that was a pretty good thread. So yeah, yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Um, it it just really is interesting how it's like he literally has like such a huge divide. There's there's and and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I want to say it's the it's the Americanistas who have always discredited Chicharito. Always, every time, even <laughs> even when he scored for Mexico, they'd be like, yeah, whatever, tap-ins or oh, it was Copa Oro, or you know what I mean. I'm like, bro. If it's that easy, where's Raul Jimenez 
Where's 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 the fifty something goals from Raúl Jiménez? He has not scored. He hasn't even scored half of the amount of goals Chicharito has for the Selección. So it's like, come on, man, give this guy some credit. But people like to hate on him, and I think I I don't think he would have as much hate as if he hadn't came out of Guadalajara. To be honest. No, yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's been that's been a part. Yeah. Odiamemas is the new Guadalajara logo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see how it works with Macias. I think he's a little bit more neutral because he uh, he did have a little bit of a falling out with Chivas and he did go to Leon and, and do things there. So I think he will have a, a pretty big appeal to the to the Americanista fans. But um, speaking about uh, players abroad... Chucky Lozano, Joel, you had some noticias for us about um, Gattuso. He he was he was talking about Chucky Lozano. No, no, it wasn't Gattuso. Oh, it's Borghetti, man. Oh, Borghetti, Borghetti. Yes, yes. If you care to read it, uh, uh, he uh-huh. said Borghetti said in an interview with ESPN, the easiest thing is to be comfortable and for Napoli to sell him after the season. He'd have another opportunity in another club in which the coach has asked him and he had more chances to play. But that's falling into comfort. Borghetti continued, the other option is to stay, show yourself, the coach and the fans, that you are a player that they can trust in, that you are worth what they paid and they and that you can come overcome adversity. You come out of it better in all aspects in terms of character, decision-making, and in terms of football but it'll depend on him. From my point of view, if I was him, I'd stay, but it depends on the player. I like that old school mentality of it's going to be hard, but you have to overcome adversity and prove yourself. Like you have to put it back in the face of Gattuso and and show that you're not what they think you are initially or, and and come off better. And it might be hard, it might be a struggle, but it could turn out turn out in the end. That's like the I think that's like the old school mentality versus the the zoomer type of ideas. But uh, Borghetti is the same guy that went to Bolton Wanderers and flopped. He only had 19 appearances, two goals, and then he went to I think he went to like Saudi Arabia. Back. You know, so I mean he didn't. But you know what? I I think the whole flop. He was there with Big Sam, who was like. Got suspended because he was like involved in, in doing transfers just because he would get a cut. And I remember way back that uh, I think it's an interview with Borghetti and, uh, or with, I think, well, the, the bottom line was Sam didn't even know that Borghetti had Italian passport, which means he wasn't, he wouldn't count as a foreigner. <laughs> That's probably the reason he missed a few games, but I mean, I don't think this dude was ever serious about Borg, you know, and uh, and I, I do remember this really nice goal he scored, but it was like, he, he should have never gone to that team just because of how, how, um, just the way the coach played and with like one striker up top and you needed to do, you know, 
be more like by midfield and all that stuff. And I do think he just was part of that transa stuff. I think he's been doing it since way back. Way back, man. But I, I think, uh, yeah, man, the board was robbed. Bolton Bolton messed up and not signing uh, Bonnie Reese <laughs> with Borghetti. That should have been a package because, man, between those two, I don't know how many goals they scored, but I just remember Bonnie Reese and cross it into to Borghetti, kind of similar in the way that uh, Adam Amatore has, has been setting up Raul for goals. That's what he liked. But, I mean, damn, how much is it going to suck that you have a, you know, EU passport? I think of Borghetti's grandfather, I believe. I think his grandfather is Italian. And the coach didn't even know. And then you have someone like Ochoa who can't, he can't even get one, you know. And that's what's costing them opportunities. And, uh, yeah, that's that was one of the things. But I, he was robbed, dude. Poor Borg. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, as far as the Chucky thing, I I do agree that he should he should stay and he should prove himself to the fans. And he's starting to get a little bit more minutes with with Gattuso, but he hasn't gotten a start. But it, the other thing that you shared with us is the fact that uh, Napoli's already shopping and they're looking at a, a Nigerian uh, playing for Lille. And uh, I mean, he would be a, a more competition for Chucky. So I think that maybe. The, this this chapter with Napoli is, is going to be short lived, because um, I know. Oh, yeah. I know Mino. But I mean, I get. What happened? You know. Uh, Mino Raiola, you know, his agent is always really good at getting new deals. So. Oh yeah, you know, but but that's the thing, and we were talking about like the professionalism because, and and I mentioned. Um, I mentioned Chicharo and Marquez, and, and when Chicharo was at Man U, man, he had competition there, man. And he, he found a way. And, and Marquez, I remember when he was in Barcelona, and uh, and then this was around 06, and he was just breaking, you know, getting the first team. Um, and, and that's when uh, Juventus got relegated for that match-fixing scandal. And so... So um, Barca gets two players from Juve, which world-class players, you know, which was, uh, I think it was Gianluca Sambrota and, and said, who was it? It was, uh, oh man, it was a French defender. Tiago Mota? No. No, 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 man. That's, uh, Turam, was it, was it Lilian Turam? And everyone Maybe. was saying that that um that that's it, man. That Marquez was done. Yeah, it was Ambrota and Turam. And Turam was champions with, with he has he was part of the team that won with France in ninety eight and, and then Sambrota was just staple with with both Italian national team and uh and Juventus and so you have these two massive players coming in and everyone's thinking, oh, that's it, man. There goes Marcus, and he, he's, man, he kept the spot, dude. He's, he stayed. Yeah. So I do think uh, this Nigerian dude that comes in, yeah, it'll give him, it'll give him competition, but 
I, I think if he's resilient, he should, you know, claim a spot. And, it, it, you know, like, like normally what we will say, don't be in a team where the coach doesn't want you. And, um, and, um, that was a thing with, with Chucky because he came under a different coach. But, yeah, I, I, I do agree with Borg. I would just add if I'm the player and then I would just talk to the coach, you know. I would, like, I would man, fight that I, through. I, so I would, be, I would beat his ass. Be like, you're playing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know what I got to do, bro, but I am playing. Like, yeah, you guys spent $50 yeah. million on this Ferrari, bro, and then you look like a joke every time you leave me in the driveway. I would I would be like that man and maybe but he was leaving them because he's he was showing up to practice yeah probably with his AirPods on and maybe and yeah. even... maybe we don't know the whole story maybe Chucky's you know in training just like jerking off I mean I don't know what the hell's going on but they obviously haven't had a good relationship and fifty million man just to be sitting on the bench uh, I think that is burning a hole in Napoli's pocket. And they're gonna either have to for you know they're either gonna have to play him or, or sell him. I think that's it, it's it's gonna get to that point. And uh, there's plenty of other teams that are gonna be willing to to buy him. Maybe not at fifty, but probably at forty five or maybe forty. Yeah. Again, this is Mino Raiola. He's a freaking genius. I mean, they this is the same agent that Manchester United let Pogba go for as a free agent to Juve, and then bought him back for what like over a hundred million. I mean, this guy can make deals Alex. happen. Yeah, it so. was one of Sir Alex Ferguson's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's talked about it. He just overlooked him for whatever reason. And, so maybe Gattuso, Gattuso like motivated. He lit a fire on the Chucky, and and so he's responding like he's putting like what I said the AirPods away, uh, putting the <laughs> the millennial fads away, putting his phone away instead of like posting TikToks or thinking about posting TikToks. And he's getting down to work, man. He's, he's got to do. He's got to do. He's got to do. But also, like to to go against what Borghetti is saying, is like you can't be messing around with time. If like if you're if you're doing your best, and you're fighting Gattuso, and you're doing and you're trying to punch him or whatever, and you're still not getting any minutes, you're still not getting what you deserve. Then, you know, time playing football is short. So you got to look out for, you know, the time you have left in playing. And maybe go to another team. On Borghetti, I was thinking about, man, that dude, he was lighting it up with Santos and everything. But at the same time he was at Bolton, it was 2005. And 2005, also, he had the, the Gucci on Yewu stare down, which I think, you know, that might have been, <laughs> that might, that might have been his Gattuso moment where, got, you know, yelling at him and stuff. He might have been a little bit traumatized after that stare and, uh, you know, was winding down his career. God, you think he was scared of. <laughs> The Gooch. <laughs> well, he came up all running up to the Gooch, and then the Gooch just sort of stared at him, and then he didn't do anything after that. So. I don't no, think I don't he was going to punch him, you know. Yeah, I don't think I think he was. I don't remember the whole incident. I just I just know that picture because of the, you know, the U.S. He, fans just, they were making a poster out of it. Yeah, he, he knocked him down. Like, Gooch physically bodied him. And this sort of what is what happened with him at Bolton in the EPL it's a more physical league i think he got bodied man he didn't seem like because you know he's tall and he's slender and everything and usually he's like yeah. the bigger guy in mexico but in the epl that i don't think that was the case and usually he's the guy you know in the middle that moves around and tries to get the header 
you know, jumps up and, and he, and, and, and Gooch pretty much shut him down in those two losses and stuff. And, um, Gooch, Gooch, I remember, um, I just can't remember the player. I think it might've been Marcos Fabian, but I remember he had just signed for AC Milan and then they played like Max and this guy just made him look bad. Like he just made him look so bad. Um, oh, Milan Gooch? must have been like, what did we do? Yeah, and I can't remember oh, the guy, yeah, yeah. man. I can't remember oh, who think... schooled him bad. And then, uh, but I remember Gooch, which I thought was messed up, man. He broke his leg like early on, so he didn't really get to play with Milan. Just wore the shirt, I guess, man. Hmm. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> The yeah, sort of. the reality with Napoli is uh, they are actually still in the Champions League. Um, they are playing Barcelona, but in the league table as of right now, looking for ahead for next year, it's not looking good. They're in sixth position, so that would put them out of Champions League and possibly Europa League. And uh, I mean, again, it's just a situation that. You don't want to be in if you're a player, you know, you're not going to be playing in Europe. And that's like a big, that's a big draw. You know, he was at PSV, he was playing Champions League or he was playing Europa League. And it's like, this is a, this is a player that should be playing Champions League every, every season. So if, uh, if another team comes in wanting his services and, and they're a Champions League contender, then I mean, I would leave. I would not waste any more time in, in, in Italy. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But I, I would, you know, I would take to heart what the Boric said. I will go talk to Gattuso, tell him my intentions. And if Gattuso says, all right, you know, because I think he would tell him straight up, like, you know, I don't have you in my plans or, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to give it your all, let's do this. Uh, but I would do that because I think, I do think uh, he should he should prove himself. That's a good league to prove yourself in. Yeah, so far uh, hasn't been a very good league for Mexicans. They've been they've all struggled there, uh, except for Rafa Marquez. There's only been like three or four. Yeah, as I'm saying, it's uh, like it's not one of those leagues that you've you've seen success in. You've seen Mexican players have more success in Spain. Or in England, so why not? Why not go to the, and plus, um, out you know for 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 the English fans and the Spanish fans, they consider the Italian league as like a fisherman's league. Like they, it's definitely not the same league that it used to be back in the nineties. Um, so there's also that it's not as prestigious. It's more. No, but I mean, there's there's been like okay, look, there was Octavio Mora, and he he went to AC Milan. And he went when they were stacked, you know, when they had Van Basten and all those. He went to their historic team, and so he, he didn't cut it there. Uh, and then they had Piti Altamirano. And uh, I don't even know how long he was there. And then I think we had, uh, what's this guy's name? Was it like, not... Uh, Layun? Layun went to Atalanta. Uh, yeah, from Veracruz, right? Yeah. 
then you had uh, Salcedo went to Roma or Fiorentina. Hector Moreno went to Roma. Um, and then Mar- yeah, man, Mar- very few and Marcus to Weyes, Verona, and and then now Chucky. Now the Chuck man, yeah, uh, silently not. not <laughs> And, Not you know, very... it's it's always Juve. Juve's been the champion for the last, like, eight eight or ten years, man. It's just, like, it's just one of those leagues. It's like, man, you already know who's going to win it. It's it's kind of it's kind of a one-legged race. <laughs> I actually want more Mexicans to go back to Bundesliga because I, I, I think that's a fun league. And uh, the German fans love love Mexicans, you know. They, they show a lot of love to them. And if, if Chucky had the opportunity to go to, like, a team like Bayern Munich or Dortmund or... Uh, in England, maybe you know, going to England or, or Spain, I think, I think he should go. Wasn't I heard Tecatito? I don't know if you guys heard about him. Tecatito going to uh, Wolves. Wolves. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I would. I would like to see that. Aremame on one side, Tecatito on the other, and Raúl just and, bagging him in. Yeah, and the, their coach is Portuguese, so I'm sure he follows uh-huh. the Portuguese league. Oh so yeah, I know he's, I know he knows who Tecate is. So <laughs> I, I'm willing to believe that that rumor. That's a that's a solid rumor, especially if Wolves can secure a Europa League spot. Um, I think that I think that'd be a really cool addition. And uh, Raúl has now been directly involved in 35 goals, uh, a combination of 25 goals and 10 assists. So no other Premier League player has had a hand in more goals. Uh, except for Mo Salah, so just more Salah. <laughs> it's been a great year for Raúl. Uh, I would definitely watch more Wolves games if if they had Tecatito. Tecate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean that'd be fun. Um, I think Achiache would be fun too at Wolves because he's not getting the opportunities at Atleti. Unfortunately, we uh, went for free. <laughs> um, and Nestor Araujo is getting a lot. The 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 steam keeps on picking up with him going to Valencia. Um, he's not the only Mexican player that Valencia are interested in. They want uh, Cesar Montes. Um, so this is the guy I wanted for Chivas. Yeah, I know. Instead, we got Iramir. Iramir. And who was that? That um, that striker, that tronco. Oh, from what? From Monterrey? Oh, Madueña. Yeah, he was a lot. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Madueña. We he sent. Was a tronco, man. We sent our freaking top goal scorer. The top. Yeah. <laughs> for this. <laughs> Six I actually, when I went to cover uh, Chivas versus Morelia in Sacramento, uh, Madueña was, uh, he played and he just, he's, he's super tall. He's like six something. He looks like he should be playing like football or, or basketball, but he's just fucking dorky as hell, man. Like super clumsy. Like just, just like hits that like stereotype where you're just like, you're just like a big dumb jock. He just looks so out of place on the fields. And, uh, I was like, <laughs> I just I just kept thinking like what a waste man like why would we trade our like best player for this guy like 
I know that we got who did we get in return? Because it wasn't just it was, oh, it's the, well, it was to buy the midfielder Molina. Um, yes. Yeah. And so they said we'll sell him to you, but only if you also do this. Yeah. This loan deal. So dumb. And then oh. they didn't even use him. <laughs> they didn't even use Aliva. They didn't even need him. They had freaking Funes Mori. Yeah, they threw him in the cup games. Um. In the Amoleros. So, uh, so, uh, going back to, uh, going full circle here now that we have a date for the return of Liga Mekis, uh, Chivas America, the, the, the actual Clásico will be sometime in, in September, Jornada Once. But, uh, Albert, I, I wanted to know your, uh, your top teams and, and who do you think is going to be champ? Oh, that's going to be. I haven't even thought about that. Um, well, America is always like up there, but the that loss, I want to go two overboard. Didn't look good for them, even for Ochoa. Uh, Chivas, I don't think you know, there's going to be too much there. Uh, Tigres is always a contender. Yeah, I want to say Tigres. I'm, gonna, I'm thinking Tigres is going to be, uh, is going to be up there. Is going to be. It's going to. They're going to challenge for the title. I don't think Monterrey is going to do anything. They've been, you know, heading downhill. Uh, I can only see Tigres, America, Chivas, maybe do something. But I think Tigres is going to. My pick is going to be Tigres. I guess I haven't even thought about it too much, but I would say them. Well, we're looking at Tuca's last, Tuca's last tournament, right? Uh, I mean, last. Is yeah, it is this, last, this, uh, is is this it? his last tournament? Oh wow! I know his contract was until twenty twenty. I don't. Yeah, I, I think, don't you're, think he's extended it. I think you're right. They, yeah, I think. Uh, and they're probably gonna go after Mati and make all my Chivas hermanos rage. <laughs> um. <clears throat> You guys have to consider the fact that again, twelve out of the eighteen teams will have the opportunity to to be in the playoffs. So that kind yeah, of that makes it difficult. Yeah. That 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 kind of throws you off because I can again I can see Cruz Azul being the most consistent team in the regular season, but then come the year, I just don't see them pulling it off. And what what's Mister uh, Jignac's nickname? I don't know. What is Mr. it, Mister Mister Liguilla? Mr. Leia, yeah, straight up. He's <laughs> he's Mr. Clutch, Mr. Uh, October, where, you know, if, if for those baseball fans, like those guys that just show up in the postseason, he's definitely one of them. Uh, he's had three goals in this little this little tournament, the Copa por Mexico. He's tied with Macias with three goals in three games. So um, <clears throat> I would definitely not, not um, count them out. I think with, again, the 12 teams being able to – to make it to the playoffs. Uh, for me, the, the top teams, Cruz Azul, Chivas, and Santos, I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they had a pretty good pretty good season before everything got postponed. Uh, I think Santos could, could be up there. And uh, if I could think of one more team, I guess I'll start by eliminating teams, Atlas, Mazatlan. <laughs> Those <laughs> Just those two we can eliminate right right off the bat. Um, 
Atleti San Luis, I think they can be, I don't know, man. Sometimes uh, they they can show moments of brilliance. Um, Tijuana, oh, I think Tijuana, I think they might surprise a lot of teams this season. Well, who's their coach? Uh, I don't know, but I know that they took. Oh, come on. If you know the coach, you can elect their chances. Uh, is it uh, is it Turco? It's the King Turco said Monterrey. Oh shit! It's King uh, Oh, that's right. Because they, <laughs> it's basically Gallos and Tijuana's uh, clothing. Because because they uh, yeah, they change. It's it's like when uh, girls have a sleepover and they they trade clothes. They share clothes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they share pajamas. I never heard of that. Uh, <laughs> no, not pajamas. pajamas. Like, like ropa. Like they're gonna go to the movies. Oh, they, this they guy. Oh, this guy read. What's that book? Uh, Sister of the Traveling Pants. You read that book and just. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I nope. didn't read the book. I, I saw the movie. Wait. Dang, saw... Tijuana. <laughs> oh man. I need some of those pants for. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly think Tijuana is gonna have a good good campaign because they have Marcel Ruiz and, and uh, some of the other kids from, from, from Querétaro. So I think with, uh, now that I know who's a coach, I think, man, they can... Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the kind of coach that he'll make the, the most with what he has, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, I don't off of the top of my head. I don't really know any of their big names, but I just know that, He's one of the best coaches in Liga MX. Like his numbers speak forward. for themselves, man. Which is they got that forward back from that, right? I Forget his name. He's uh, he's that bald. He's sort of that like helps, big... <laughs> He's what? He's a big. He's a. He's that. He's a. He's a four. He's a striker. He's a goal scorer. He's uh, bald and he's sort of big. He's big. He's you're like I'm playing that game where where it's like where you have things set up, and then you it's you off the push tip of my down. tongue. I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. Does he wear glasses? Pan. Now Pan. Yeah, now Pan. That dude Ariel. is good, man. Ariel. He, he's good. He's, he's where, big. He's, where he's a he presence, from? man. It's Argentine, right? He's been, he's, he was with Cholos previously, oh. and then he moved over to Querétaro. And now he's back with Cholos. So. They also... what, is, what is that guessing game? Do you know what I'm talking about? Guess who? Yeah, so that's the <laughs> no, I think it's guess who, and and then you have like like all the portraits. Yeah, and then you're like, hey, does he have glasses? Does he have glasses? That's how I felt with cheekies. That's how I felt with cheekies. Does he have that striker and he's bald? He's bald. <laughs> he's bald. And, he's, he's and if, guess, if, if you see the old guess who, they only have one black person. Oh, that's <laughs> that's racist. So, so if you were. we need to cancel that one it's time to cancel uh guess who i'm gonna go on twitter and start canceling it well that's the old game i don't know about the new game i'm I'm sure oh man they have Uh, diversity (laughs) i forgot that uh manuel ayud got traded to santos so their coach their goalkeeper is uh jonathan orozco which is kind of random wait la yun the goalkeeper for Shogun. Oh, I thought you said Layun. No, no, no. Layun, they did yeah. A, they did a goalie trade so that he got sent to Santos and, and uh, Jonathan Orozco went the other way. So, pretty. Yeah, that's okay. They got a pretty good lineup, man. Uh, 
that's a good prediction. That's a good uh, good thought. Yeah, and unfortunately for Chivas, uh, they were trying to get things cleared up with uh, Pocho Guzman, but FIFA has not allowed him to to transfer to to Chivas. So well, his suspension still is because Pelaez talked about it, mm-hmm. and he said uh, they said if he was going to come back for this tournament, and he said that it's he's still serving his suspension, and so you know they really can't. Mm-hmm. So, um, but who knows if 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 they still, you know, they're still looking at him as a potential target. You know, if if they still have first dibs on him. You know what's embarrassing is they don't even have. I'm looking at Shorlo's uh, website. They don't even have the the updated team. Like they're still showing <laughs> players that aren't there. There, I'm like, what the hell, man? But they have English. They have an English Twitter though. Um, but they got they got that uh, going for them. Edwin. Hey, don't don't even start me on that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Edwin Cardona is playing there. I didn't know that. And they got uh, Cubo Torres too. So. Oh man, there you go. You know, I've actually always wanted to go to a a game out there. You know, preferably when they play Chivas. I think that'd be because I heard that the. They got a really cool ambiente. They got like the they do the the American style like tailgating before the games, um, and it just seems like a good time out there. Uh, I've always wanted to go and and, and check them out. Uh, maybe when Chivas are in town. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Uh, random question: How do you guys feel about the 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 fan noise? Even though the the stadiums are empty, I'm not a fan of it. I haven't seen man. To be honest, I haven't. I they haven't inject fan noise. Uh, I don't know if it's been happening in Liga Mekis, but in England, the the stadium is again empty. But these Wait, they're not doing cardboard cutouts. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they should. so. Should and then you go, you go like they could charge you and be like, hey, we'll put the cardboard cutout there. Some some then, uh, some teams have done the cardboard thing. Some teams are doing like the the way through the end is doing it where it's like the video stream of fans. Mm-hmm. But would you pay to have a cardboard cutter of you like in the in the stands? Uh <laughs> I would only pay if if I could troll, you know what I mean? That's the only yeah, way. Yeah, like, like was that you that trolled the Liga next game? Oh no, that was not me. That was that was dirty. <laughs> that was dirty. Oh, <laughs> Someone... can you explain that? I was wondering for you guys cuz I, I know it was to the end, right? They, uh, yeah, I think somebody somehow was able to get past the thing, and they put a photo of uh, was it Zaga? Was it Zaga's thing? Or was it no, just? No, it was. I don't think so. It's uh, just it was somebody, I thought it was the person. I thought it was their video. Pieces. I thought it was their own video. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Because that's live video, isn't it? Yeah, it's live video. Uh, and they, yeah, they put their thing on. Okay, there. for for <laughs> those that don't know, can can you guys explain? Explain what, man? Okay, so so. <laughs> Well, let's, well, what you happened? Want, you, like, you want to go to the basics. So, okay, like say, Mex- say that. I, I just saw a picture, but I, I like like someone that hasn't seen anything. Say, like, what are okay. you talking about? So, at, in the Liga MX games, and since the stands are empty, do the any overlays? I guess is the word. Video of multiple fans, webcams, 
uh, showing them watching the game with their jersey on. Maybe they have a background picture of their team. And then they're rooting and they're like raising their hands and stuff. <laughs> now I assume this is like some big Zoom conference where all these guys connect. And, okay. and they, uh, and, and they're, so they're showing themselves on the webcam supporting their team. So you have virtual fans in the stadium. And apparently one guy, I don't know if this is live and unmoderated or whatever, he goes and he um, <laughs> pretty much just gets, takes off his clothes and he's, shows an appropriate image of he shows his, <laughs> his twig and berries. Yeah, I remember seeing it and I thought it was just, I don't know if it was Photoshop, but I saw the picture and, and it's all these little screens, you know, and it's all these people there. And then one of them is it's just annoying, man. junk. <laughs> Yeah, imagine. It's annoying. It gets. I. It, it distracts me. I can't. I can't yeah, stand them. I. I am not a fan of the video thing. Not at all. Um, and I am also not a fan of the fake noise, man. Like I was watching EPL, and like I'm like, there's like chants and everything, and then I don't even know how they even get the reactions. Even like pretty pretty close. Like if there's like a really close shot or something, like you can hear like the gasps from the from the fans. I'm like, I don't know, man. I rather just hear the players like yelling and screaming and cussing cuz i honestly think that's uh yeah. a rare opportunity to to really understand the communication that goes on during a game cuz you don't get to you don't get to hear it so i i know especially like if if you know there's like a coach that's just known for like you know cussing or yelling it's just come on i want to hear that yep yeah i agree i i don't like all that injected fake stuff uh, UFC, of course, bringing this up, but they have the same issue. They they fight, and you can hear like their corner, and it's really interesting. You can hear the corner yelling and telling them the instructions and things. So that's that's sort of like cool thing to hear that you don't get to hear normally when all the fans are I, yelling and stuff. Yeah, I I would like that too. That would be that would be. Uh, we have Luis in the comments. He said that as of right now, top four in Serie A make a hundred to 80 million uh city getting cas to overturn their ffp ban could ignite the super league if that happens the top five euro leagues without their elite clubs would lose the big money um thanks Luis, for that i think uh if you guys didn't know man city were getting banned from champions league for doing some i think some uh illegal transfers but then they got overturned, but then they ended up having to pay a fine anyways. So it's like, if you are not guilty, then why are you paying a fine? You know what I mean? It's just like, yes, really unfortunate because, um, you know, I, I'm, I hate Man City and, uh, and I just hate the way they've like ruined football. You know, they just blank checkbook and let's just buy every player and let's just buy titles. Cause that's basically what they've been doing. Uh, since they've they've had their new owners and <clears throat> I mean it shakes things up in the EPL but it's it's just bad for football in in my opinion. But then, but then do you also hate PSG? Yeah, I don't respect PSG it's, either. It's, it's <laughs> the same, you know. But um, I mean, it's yeah. it's been like that for a while with with you know. Do you hate the do you like hate the Real Lakers? Madrid, <laughs> the Lakers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the Cowboys, <laughs> well, the, the Yankees. No, but but in football, it did. It's been like that for a while. Um, Real Madrid, they weren't bought out, but 
they had like all these massive, um, you know, um, sponsors and whatnot. Same with Barcelona, which is how they were able to afford all these players. Um, yeah, it's been, it's it's been, uh, and I remember uh, Jorge Ramos made a big thing about it, and it was like a big part of their show where they would talk about uh, cantera, no cartera, you know, <laughs> and that's that's like the whole romantic romanticism of the football, the old school football, where you know teams had players from. They were like from the hometown, like homegrown or, or um, you know, from from that from yeah. that local from talent. Same, um, yeah. So I think one of the probably the last that you saw like of that, uh, at least in Europe, was the Man United '99. Yeah, the uh, the '90s babies, they, and uh, that, the, they, when they won the, all the, but they won. What was it called? The travel. The travel. Yeah, they won the, but yeah, like Beckham, all those guys were were local. Skulls, Giggsy, yes, yep. Um, <clears throat> and it's they're actually Manchester United has continued to produce homegrown talent with Marsh, uh, not Martial, uh, Rash, Mar- uh, Marcus Rashford, and uh, yeah, now recently Greenwood. Greenwood's another kid from the academy who's been killing it. Um, and then in the complete opposite, a team that was known for their cantera was Barcelona, and they have. They are in a really, really bad situation. I mean, they've spent almost a billion dollars in transfers, and they've they've been flopping, man. I mean, they 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 spent so much money on all these players after Neymar left, and they've they have not panned out. Like Dembele, they spent so much money; he got injured on like his debut, and Coutinho, who who's not even there anymore, um, and yeah, uh, it, it's just like they kind of like lost their their roots man like what happened to homegrown talent and um you know i think like chivas went to the other extreme where they were not spending on transfers and we were you know we were struggling but i think right now they have a pretty good healthy balance of of canteranos and 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 you know players that they've that they've purchased I think you need to have like a a good combination of both to to be successful. Or you yeah, get no. The hate. You get the hate if you're a cartera. <laughs> well, that's just the way it is now, man. So uh, we've been at it for an hour and some change. Uh, we have again. Tomorrow, semifinals for Copa por Mexico, Cruz Azul versus Tigres. Uh, who do you guys have for that match? Who do you, who do you think is going to win? Wait, wait, just really quick, because on, on oh, what yeah. Luis said about, about you know, igniting the Super League, which has been, you know, there's there's been talk for years as well. Uh, I think you guys call it the G16 or something like that. They were, you know, they were trying to form their own, their own Liga and whatnot. But but if something like that happened, and I could see it benefiting, like MLS, I know a lot of people are gonna hate saying that, but I know it would because that would free up, you know, like 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 Luis says, that it will cost like the leagues money, because then now nobody wants to see uh, La Liga with no Real, no Barca, so some of those top players, where are they gonna go? 
and and this league right here within the U.S. is just that's kind of like would be a prime place. I mean, yeah, you have China, you know, and uh, maybe Qatar leagues, but but I think just the way it, people would prefer to live here in the U.S. So I think I think that would be massive, massive. Which and then so I know it's like ah, oh, well, MLS, blah blah. But then at the same time, we've been talking about well, not we, but we've been hearing about the possible Liga MX, MLS, you know, having a, their own Super League. And then this is where it, all of a sudden you're looking at, it's looking much better now, you know? I think the Super League's a pipe dream, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> I don't think there's a way that they would let that happen. I mean, who knows, man? You, you never know. So say it does happen and you have like Ronaldo and the the Messi's and like, well, maybe not that top tier players, but you have a lot more European players, you know, just sort of ending their career, but there's still big names going to MLS. And then you have all these Mexican guys in this super league going to meet like their heroes <laughs> that are now playing in MLS and they go to get to play them. Maybe you have more South American talent, more Argentinians that, you know, that instead of going to Europe, they're like, let me go to Mexican League or MLS so I can hang with these retired dudes. But they're not chickies. They're not going to be retired, man. (laughs) I know. In quotes, retired dudes. They're still winding down their career, dudes. No, you're still going to have. Think about it, man. Like La Liga, if, if they lose. And some of not just La Liga, but some of these other leagues, like even Italy, that means those teams are not going to be able to pay top money. So a lot of the top South Americans, you know, a Super League is only going to be able to have so many players. So you're still going to have all these other great talent. And where are they going to go? Of course, where, where the money is. That's so, I mean, you, <laughs> you're thinking already retirement. More, more salt. Come on, Cheeky's here. Right now. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, oh, is... I, I, that's what Champions League football is for. That's your Super League right there. You want the top of the, you know, the the best teams. That's that's we got that already. We don't need to do this global league. I think that that kind of ruins the game, especially well, because uh, you know regulations clubs. and whatnot. Because you're seeing like regulations of of you know just what players you could buy and whatnot. And uh, if they make their own league, that means they could, you know, set up their own rules. Because there's been, and the other possibility is a split from FIFA. And even FIFA talked about, sort of like if that happened, they would have like like a World Cup every two years. So basically it will be qualifying World Cup. Like you would probably have players that are career national teamers not even you know just be playing amistosos all the time or i mean not even i because then they look look what we have that happened in europe and even here with the creation of leagues so they got like national team leagues now same as we have here in in uh Concacaf. yeah the league of nations mm-hmm that's what they call it yeah the league of nations yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean come on think about it what if they 
you know, it's, you never know, man. I mean, I mean, it's, we never, you know, World Cup used to be 24 teams, mm -hmm. even less than that, but no one thought it would be like more. They thought, okay, 24 is like, that's good. And then they went to 32. Now it's like at 48 or whatever. So, I mean, crazy stuff happens all the time, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount none of this. Luis has a comment on the NFL, like uh, soccer going up, NFL going down. I don't know if I oh, yeah. really believe that, but I, I guess in with recent times, NFL, I guess I don't want to say cancel culture or whatever. Um, the, the Washington Redskins changing their name to the DC Redskins. Oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the you know the whole the whole stuff going on with the NFL. I don't know if the NFL is going downhill. Wait, is that the uh, name change? Just uh, the C red. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Nah, <laughs> I uh, I actually uh, I've already seen the logo of, of the next red the Redskins. They're oh, they're changing. What is it? Um, I'm gonna see if I can send it to you guys so you guys can look. Oh, it's at like it. a another warrior type of thing, right? It's pretty. It I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty pretty cool. Um, let me see if I can. How do I do this? Um. As far as the NFL, man, that the NFL generates so much money. Uh, I I would love to see the day where people are as, as ecstatic to to watch an MLS game as an NFL game. But I don't think the way American culture is, they simply do not have the attention span to watch a football, a soccer game because. In the NFL, you have breaks every, you know, two seconds. They have commercial breaks. They have time to go up, and it's a social thing. And the the thing I hear from a lot of Americans is like, "How am I supposed to socialize with you guys while watching soccer?" And there's no break. And I'm just like, "Well, I mean, that's just that makes the game more thrilling." But they 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 disagree. No, it's it's boring. Also, like it, you have to wait minutes, tens of minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes before you see some action or like, you know, some goal. Whereas the NFL and football is like spurts of action. Like you have downs where anything could happen. And, you know, it's, it's exciting. Like you don't know, you don't want to miss a certain down because, you know, a, a breakaway might, might happen or a long pass or something. So that's, that's like the patience to watch slow soccer where the score is one zero. Wait, not all soccer slow. Cheeky, you really brought the, that's the exaggeration. I'm speaking from the time. The oh, time the exaggeration. I'm speaking of the time, the, the the perspective from the the American. Oh, I thought that was yours. I was like cheekies, man. You. No, that's why I'm saying the U.S. The U.S. Yeah, the U.S. culture oh. is not gonna. Yeah, they, gonna they, they would see this. it like that. Even though Wigan Wigan beat whole city eight zero today, so boom. They had mercy. There they you showed go. mercy, right? Because they were winning 7-0 first half. So they might have been like, ah, let's just, you know, let, let's go easy on them. By the way, I, I sent you guys the logo for the for the, the Redskins. It's pretty, like no I said. Sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the Discord chat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dang! <laughs> oh, well, god dang! Well, there's a, there's a legit one. I think there's a. I think I. Well, I heard like 
this is off topic then um, i heard like this guy was like buying a, a bunch of trademarking or, or doing something with a bunch of uh names so that whenever they tried to to uh change the name then he would have the trademark for it that's for the copyright or whatever yeah and then sell it to him <laughs> that's the smart thing to do man the the Washington Nationals or the Senators or, you know, they'll have some cheesy... Um, Washington, Washington's changed so many other names, like the Washington Bullets, remember them? Bullets. Now they're the Washington Willards, Wizards. And then it was the, well, Montreal Expos, and then they, they went to Washington as the Nationals. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I, the, the amount of money that the NFL generates, again, I don't see... I just don't see the MLS getting any like MLS is people rather watch like hockey and golf and bowling than, than MLS, man. It's just, but there's a huge demand obviously for immigrants and Mexicans and Latinos who live here and they still prefer, you know, soccer and Liga MX uh, ratings here in the States are higher than even, even most premier league games. I'm actually very curious to see how much uh, views will generate the uh, Chivas America game on Thursday. I'm, I'm curious to get over a million views. I think they will. Yeah. Well, I mean, this with, with people liking stuff, it changes all the time. I mean, basketball wasn't as famous as it is now. You know, if you go back a couple of years. No, uh, dude. So, it, when I was in high school, basketball was up there. Well, of course, that's Michael Jordan. That's, Michael... that, that's when they hit the peak, man. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no, more even, back, man. Even before, even before I was in high school, like the Lakers, the Celtics Lakers rivalry, that thing was huge back in the day, man. The the Showtime but, Lakers. That's not far back, Chickies. Come on, man. You're that's in the eighties. That's not far back, dude. Chickies, come okay. on, man. Come on, well, you, man. Okay, that's... the 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 Celtics dynasty of what what is it the fifties or whatever? That's like the that's like the campionissimo. Well, because Celtics, look, man. I know, but look, at one point you had two basketball leagues, and uh, so you kind of see it with that that Will Ferrell movie. Remember Semi Pro? Semi Pro, yep. <laughs> and but it. it's kind of based on that where where eventually it became the one league. ABA. But it, yeah, so if you go kind of back Dr. then, mm-hmm. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't nowhere near what it is now. You know, I, I it just know. it just wasn't. The the truth of the matter is, the NFL. Another thing about football is it's a very violent sport, and Americans love that. You know, there's a lot of violence. People are getting hit, and you don't see that in in soccer. You know, so it's like there's. We have the CTE. The CTE is a negative issue, also that I think is sort of dampered it a little bit mm-hmm. but even even with that man i yeah. think these donks don't even care man they're like yeah oh, nfl and all this stuff I, I i do say i do think that similar the way boxing you know like where kids these days are not looking to become a professional fighter because you know because of the damage down the road i think a lot of kids the same way they're not looking like football might not be as popular like for kids growing up because because of the concussions and they've been really pushing that 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 um that narrative you know that it's not safe it's a violent sport and so i mean who knows who knows i i think that another thing we have to consider is the fact that the mls is a baby 
I mean, it, they just hit their 25-year anniversary, and that's it's a very, very young league. Sure, there are teams that have history, you know, um, back when it was like the NASL and stuff, like, you know, the Timberwolves, the tin, the Portland Timbers, Timbers and the Earthquakes and, you know, the New York Cosmos. Like, there are teams that have roots, but for the most part, these, these MLS teams, they're literally creating a culture <laughs> right now. Um, and, you know, the rest of the world has had almost a hundred years of a head start. So who knows, who knows what will happen in the next 50 years. But I think that, um, the problem with the MLS is number one, there's just too many teams. I mean, they're going to try and get to 32 like the NFL and that when you have that many teams, it's kind of hard to be competitive. Um, but you know, that's their choice. yeah we'll see we'll see what happens um so yeah predictions for the semifinals of copa por mexico tomorrow cruz azul versus tigres chivas america on thursday i want to i want to hear you guys' predictions so we can wrap this up hmm. I, i'm going i'm going cruz azul and then i'm uh, i'm gonna let my chivismo get the best of me so, uh, Cruz Azul Chivas, potential. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> as, as long as Tema doesn't go with his half and half, you know? Yeah, that's the only thing you know? I'm, I'm like, this is a semifinal, and it's America. Yeah. Bro. This is not a game yeah. where you're going to be doing this. Don't put Peralta on the phone. Don't, don't even let him even in the stadium. Peralta should not be like. <laughs> <laughs> Send him to buy a pack of smokes and he gets that team left. I'm going to go Tigres in America. Tigres, you would. You so would. <laughs> Got to be different. Um, I'm actually curious to see how Giovanni Dos Santos is going to react to Pollo Briseño. This is going to be the first time that they encounter each other. Ever since Pollo basically uh, took out a chunk of Gio's thigh, it's pretty brutal. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was in the Clásico last year. Uh, basically, that was that was a nasty tackle, man. I, I I'm not gonna defend that. Pollo Briseño, uh, the same guy that celebrates slide tackles. <laughs> he's just uh, he's just over. Uh over eager and torpe a little bit and that's a dangerous that's combination that's a dangerous yeah, combination uh, like when i was when i was a kid and this is not the same exactly but when i would play soccer i would never play with somebody who's never played soccer before because that's just straight up dangerous yeah it is dangerous <laughs> I, I i remember like pickup games sometimes some of the football players would try and play I'm like hell no bro you're gonna freaking break my ankle bro like straight yeah. up um, I think this is going to be fun. Cruz Azul had a really, really good three games. I mean, they scored a total of uh, nine goals, uh, four against America and four against Pumas, one against Toluca. So, but you can't discount Tigres because they have Gignac. Um, I, I, I do think Cruz Azul will get it done. Uh, as far as the Chivas America, I, I think that America 
really has had a slow start and it's preseason. Uh, Chivas, even with having just the first team play 45 minutes every game, I think they have enough to, to get the job done. And we're going to have a pretty, pretty exciting uh, final Ch- uh, Cruz Azul Chivas. And that actually could be, in fact, this could be a preview of, of what the, the season might look like at the end of the, at the end of the year. Uh, Cruz Azul Chivas final. I think that'd be, I think that'd be a good way to, to finish the end of the world. <laughs> the way 2020 has been going, bro. Oh man. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sorry. I didn't mean to go dark on you guys, but I think that it's funny. <laughs> how, how, how messed up would it be if like, it it's like Cruz Azul winning the, the, the league is, and then it's like the end of the, it's like, that's, it's the sign that's going to be the end of the world. <laughs> either that or, either that or like uh, a team like Atlas winning the league. I think that would, that's when we know, man. <laughs> or Atlas getting to the final or, or, or to the, you know, or, or they're about to win it and then in the world end. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, everyone, uh, Luis, uh, in the comments, thanks for for being so active. I uh, do. You guys have any any final thoughts or anything you guys would like to say before we end this? I've said it all, man. Just cheekies, lower that sodium intake, man. <laughs> it's not. I love, it's not healthy. <laughs> I love some chila. I love some chilaquiles with sodium, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, good show, man. Thank you guys for for joining. This was episode 241 of the Cantina MX podcast. We will catch you guys next week with the inevitable chisme and the aftermath of some of these games. Uh, Thank you guys for watching, and everybody have a great night. (laughs) 